Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater Some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you, and then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance? Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports. No more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with goldstar.com. Goldstar is in 26 cities around the country. So go to goldstar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind. Expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's a lot of end friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be A-OK. everyone. New episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind the scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today, when he was first approached with the idea to audition for Henry Higgins in the Broadway production of My Fair Lady, he hesitated being certain he would do all that work and it would go to someone older or more famous. Well, it did not go to someone older or more famous, and it is my pleasure to welcome the Tony-nominated actor Harry Haddon Payton to the podcast. Hey, Hey, everyone. My guest today is the Tony Award nominated actor, Harry Haddon Payton. Harry, is that right? That's right. That's right. I didn't practice. No, that's very good. Can you say your name? Slate your name. Harry Haddon Payton. There you go. There you go. Harry's currently starring as Henry Higgins in the Broadway production of My Fair Lady at Lincoln Center Theater. 
He has performed in many productions on the West End and off West End. Some highlights include The Importance of Being Earnest, Flare Path, The Pride, and She Stoops to Conquer. He's had an extraordinary film career, including roles in La Vie and Rose and The Deep Blue Sea. Just some of his talent vision credits include Downton Abbey, The Crown, and Versailles. He is married to actress Rebecca Knight. Uh, little known fact, he's the godson of Sarah, Duchess of York. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I am just thrilled to welcome, say your name again. Harry Haddon Payton. <laughs> to the podcast. There we go. My work is done. Once I said your name correctly and you confirmed it, I feel relaxed. Yeah, you can chill out now. Yeah. I have to tell people it's ham and bacon. That's how they remember. That's perfect. Yeah. It's really good. What are those like um, Cockney slang, like prison terms? It's like... Yeah. It's yeah. like that. It's that. <laughs> exactly. In, in prison, it's Cockney rhyming slang. Yeah. <laughs> in prison, your name means like something terrible. Exactly. But in real life, it means Tony nominated and many awards given and many nominations happening for your work. Kind of in a short period of time, you're you're not that old a guy. You're kind of Uh, a young guy. Well, all right. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Do you want to go now? It's not how I feel right now. It's all good. I know. You Um, must be exhausted. It's ridiculous. Musicals are ridiculous in terms of what they ask No one told me, yeah. I know. Well, let's let's jump in right there because yeah. we could talk about how I was sobbing last night watching the final episode of Downton again just to remember Bertie. We could start oh. with that or we could start with your remarkable performance in My Fair Lady. That really is, from all I can see on your resume, like your first musical on Broadway. Maybe your first musical? That's right. As yeah, a grown-up actor? It's my first musical as a grown-up. Well yeah. done. You. I did do some as not a grown-up. Right. Like at college and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one. And I have, I've been sort of, it's been on my radar. I've wanted to do one. I was a, I was a choir boy yeah. as a child. And when my voice broke, I wanted to be Freddie Mercury. And I, that, that wasn't, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, well, we don't know. You just ended yeah. up doing this. I just I just chose to do the acting instead of the singing for right. a bit. And you might become Freddie Mercury later. Yeah, right? Maybe that's today. My, that's still my dream. <laughs> do you know Julian Ovenden? Yeah. So he's he's my other British actor yeah. guest. And, and it's sort of interesting kind of talking about what it is to do a musical on the West End and what yeah. it is to do musicals here. Were you shocked by the insane fandom around musical theater once you did one on Broadway? Yeah, I mean, I'm. So it's even more probably um, acute for me because I'm just going from straight plays yeah. in the West End to a musical on Broadway. Yeah, uh, and the level of fa- fandom, as you said, there are people dressing up. It's um, cosplay at the stage door. The cosplay, yeah, which is fun. <laughs> are they dressed up in the audience? If you look, there's out? occasionally. Um, and Audrey Hepburn on the front row with a tiara. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And an alphabo from Wicked in green, like also from show to show. Yeah, got, just... you got the wrong show, love. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's it's mad. What what I've learned being here is is just the love of theatre in general is um, is amazing. And it feels like the first time I ever went up to the Edinburgh Festival, you yeah. know, where, where you're in a place where Every single person you come across loves theatre. Yeah. And that's what really sparked my enthusiasm for it. And did you do that festival as a, like, sort of yeah. during your university During years? college. So I did I did uh, four years of French and Spanish uh, languages, including phonetics. Really? Which was handy. Hilarious. Up, uh, up north. Do you see, you 
never know. These things we do that we think, well, now I'm an actor. What's What was the use of that? I know. You are now Henry well, Higgins. And my first job was a French film, the Levion Rose. That's right. Which I would never have got if I hadn't, you know, in my eyes, wasted four years at university. But of in, your parents' in money. Fact, yeah, of their yeah. money. But in fact, I was doing a lot of plays and learning a language. And that's basically all I was doing. So let's back up a little bit yeah. because we've buried the lead. You were nominated for a Tony for your first Broadway show yeah. in New York, yeah. a musical which you hadn't done before, playing Henry Higgins, kind of the most, yeah. you know, a, a very coveted role that probably many famous people were also hovering around and yeah. you got it. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to circle <laughs> later in this episode, we're going to get back to all of that because yeah. it's amazing. But there was some, there was a life before that we on this side of the pond may not know as much about because mm. you've been mostly in England. Yeah. 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 Um, so you mentioned being in choirs until your voice yeah. broke. When you were growing up, where did you grow up, by the way? I grew up just outside of London. Okay. Uh, in in the middle of the countryside, in Woodland. And is that horses? And what's like? Uh, the day there was like? a bit of horses. Um, it was making camps for me. I had three younger sisters who weren't that interested in football, soccer. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll have a glossary of terms that yeah. we put on the okay. internet. When I'm getting this better at it. Yeah. But occasionally, one slips out. Dude, you're doing great. Good, cool, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then I was I was whisked off to boarding school when I was eight, which I loved because suddenly there were other boys to play with. And, and I was, that was a family tradition. Yeah, yeah, and I was sent to an um, amazing place and made loads of friends and was just kept active all day. And that's how I got into a choir there and soon realized I was louder than anyone else, um, which was kind In of... always. Yeah, it was weird. No, but just singing. <laughs> I was an alto choir. that could just belt... Uh, and that we didn't, frankly, need any other altos. And that's how I got sort of enthused, enthused about singing. So sometimes when I talk to actors, male actors, mm. there's like this thing, well, you know, there were the jocks and then there were those of us who were doing choir and mm. there was sort of conversations around that. Did you feel like, you know, there's Sporty Spice and there's not Sporty Spice. So that's an English reference yeah. for Spice Girls. They, Spice Girls. Their bridge group love every one of them. Yeah. Um, was there anything to being in a choir at that boarding school or was that totally normal and no stigma attached? It was a bit, it was a bit geeky. Okay. But I was, I was very much an all-rounders and, and actually my, I was, I was in all the sports teams as well. So you were the kid and who the could prefect. do both. I was kind of, yeah, it's irritating like that, but. The jock side of me outweighed the singing, and eventually I chose the jock side. Okay, it's a bigger school. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had the choice of going on a football tour or a choir tour, I I took the football tour. Okay, so- soccer tour. Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, speak English, man. Uh, this is frustrating. Let's yeah, start again. Language. What's your professor. name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so there was. You're right, but um, I managed to straddle all areas. And were you guys performing and kind of? like doing special choir concerts yeah. outside of the school. Yeah, and- we went to France. We did a tour of France and um, and I was a sort of the alto soloist. And, uh, so you were getting positive feedback for this That's thing. right. That's, I was getting a lot of encouragement right. and reassurance. Um, and are you acting yet or doing plays or musicals or is it so just So I was concert? doing that as well. Uh, I kept, I was, I was getting the leads in, in we did a, my first musical was uh, a light opera. Mm. called Le Bavard by Jacques Offenbach. Okay. 
Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I love him. I was listening on my yeah. you know playlist this morning. It was all him. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> Witty. I mean, amazing. Uh, and I, I got a lot of encouragement for that. And then I went to bigger school and kind of was just chose the jock route, really. When you say that, because the American school system and the English school mm. system is different. So, so I was fourteen when I went to. And is that the equivalent of school. high school here? I guess so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also boarding school. Also boarding school. Um, and again, I tried to do a bit of everything. Um, and I did, there were odd drama competitions that I did. Um, and then I know in the final year during my final exams to get into college, I was, I was Hamlet. They gave me Hamlet. Um, so I did that. And you and must then didn't get to the, it. didn't get to the college I wanted to go to, but right. I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, and is um, that your introduction to Shakespeare, both as a student and as an actor? Yeah. So I, I, um, I saw, uh, we were amazing, had an amazing teacher who got us to read it aloud in class. And I, again, I soon realized this was something I could do. Mm-hmm. And so my hand was going up every class. Right. And he let me do all the roles, except he, he did Shylock. He wouldn't, he, <laughs> he's he, like, listen, it he didn't was happen pr- outside this school for me, but in this school, yeah, I'm Shylock. I'm Shylock. And he, he nailed it. Give him his due. <laughs> okay, but, good. um, has, I mean, Pacino did a pretty good job. He was pretty recently good. on Broadway, but nothing yeah. compared to your professor. No, 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 no. Mr. Broad. Let's give Mr. Broad a shout out. Yeah. High five. Mr. Yes. Broad. Um, but he, he helped me and encouraged me. And then I did, and did Hamlet. And, was he like the first, when you look back of at like a grown up who mm. wasn't in your family saying, I think you have something or was it more in this school? You just got cast and not so much talking about bigger um, picture. So that, that the, I guess the performing side of things happened when I was a bit with the choir. Mm-hmm. They, they thought I had, I was, I was encouraged in that way. Um, and like to and be an opera singer or to do musical theater or I do wanted, you not I even know? I know. Like yeah. I, I wanted to be cool as well. That was sure. The, I, I put way too much emphasis on being cool. So I, I had a band. Um, in school? In like school, a high school band? Like a high school band and even a high school boy band that was kind of, um, it was a mock boy band. Meaning? We, we were kind of taking the mickey out of ourselves. Okay. It was called Spunk. But like Spinal Tap? Ish, yeah. Or okay, but not as clever. Not as clever, but you were in. We on were the just joke. having fun, right? And like I, pretending to be a certain kind of band. Exactly, and and I was the only one taking it seriously. Like the singing, you're like, <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah. this may be we're joking guys, around, but I'm going to sing beautifully. Let's work the harmonies again. Yeah. And are you doing covers? Are you writing? Yeah, covers of. And I've wrote a couple, but covers of like Backstreet Boys and Five, and um, quite uh, Cotton Eye Joe, Red, you know, like. A lot of Tongue musical influences coming in. Here. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like getting some attention for it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. How come? How did that happen? Like, there's no YouTube yet. There's no. 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 So I mean, it's from so doing putting concerts, flyers we put on, on. We put on concerts at school and then at girls' schools, and that helps with confidence. And um, but you're pretty young to be like fronting a band and making it happen, and you were ambitious yeah. for your yeah, I guess for spunk. I guess we were. I guess did you say spunk? Spunk, yeah, great. When we performed at school, they didn't let us call it spunk. We had to change the name, and they they made us call it squirt instead, which is you know worse. They were not in on the joke. I'm sitting. No, they, they did didn't not get understand. It. <laughs> they didn't get it. <laughs> they did. uh, but it helped. It yeah. helped uh, the buzz around. Spunk squirt. Right. Um, This is all disgusting. Sorry. Yeah. Let's move on. (laughs) 
So, no, but this is kind of a major thing. Like you are performing, you're creating this band, you're mm, having a great time. Mm, People are showing up mm, and you're feeling what it is to like be the yeah, star of something. Yeah, and you like yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And uh, and then I go to college, university. And so in the first week I auditioned for, um, my first ever audition was for uh, West Side Story. And the guy who went on to be my best friend was cast as Tony and I was... You mean in real life? In real life. And I was Riff and we're now godparents to each other. And Are you and, listening... Like when you were growing up, hmm. were you... When I when I kind of deep dived a little hmm. bit into the world of you on Google, your father was a military person. Yeah, yeah. So is there anyone like, are you listening to West Side Story in your house growing up? Are there cast recordings? Like, what's your introduction so, introduction to musicals? They, um, so my parents kind of were, were born at the wrong time in terms of following their hearts. Right. My father was a military man, but he he wanted to be an opera singer. He has a voice. But Are it, your parents still alive? Yeah, they're still alive. So around. they're seeing still you yeah. do their dream in a way or his dream yeah. in a way. See, he, he wanted to be an opera singer and she wanted to go to RADA. And both sides of parents said, absolutely not. That's not that's not an option for you. So when it was my turn, they, they let me. But they def- So they, I would listen endlessly to the three tenors. Mm-hmm. You know that concert they did? Sure. I can see the cover of oh, that album in my I just bought mind. it recently yeah. and showed it on a huge screen to my children. That's so funny. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and And they would take me to... They would take me to shows. Like we you'd would, go to we the We would West drive End. up to London mm-hmm. and that would be what I wanted to, to do on my... I can't remember whether I asked for it or whether they made me do it, but that's what I happened to do on my birthday. Like they for would, a special occasion, that's how you wanted to celebrate. They would take me and I remember seeing Starlight Express a few times. We saw Cats and we saw Joseph and we saw all the Lloyd Webber stuff. Right. Um, uh, more than once. And I knew a pianist or my dad knew a guy who played the piano in Greece on the West End, there in was the a okay. And did our, it run forever? Was it one it of ran, those? It shows? ran for a long time. Yeah, and he would get me in stage door and put me in a box, and I would sit and watch that. How random! Which is amazing, How and I love those. Know this guy? I Who knows? Know. I, he knows a lot of people, and I met. <laughs> I bet he does. He does weirdly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, is that why? I mean, just as a weird, you know, mm. we're obsessed with the royal family over mm. here, or many of mm. us are, because we don't have that. Right, no, like there's no. I mean, sure. since maybe the Kennedy family has taken on that sort of yeah. place in our hearts yeah. and in our culture. Yeah. But if you are the godson of Sarah, mm. um, who is so beloved over mm. here, yeah. um, obviously, are you related to the royal family, or were these no, friendships, no. or no? So I was, I was related to Fergie. Um, I'm not. I mean, she's she's my godmother from when my mother worked. With like we're friends, we're mates. Okay. Age seventeen, you know, worked in a shop and just sold jeans. And so like, your mother's friend marries. Then so I, a, my godmother Fergie, I've got a, I've got a scrapbook at home right. of all the news cuttings of when she's suddenly seen photographed with a prince. Yeah. And so did your. So I have no connection to the royal family other than, other than my friendship. friend married one. Yes. Yeah. But then the, these families remained friends. Yeah. Like I saw a photo like your sister, so Harry and, and William are at your sister's wedding. That's because she married 
a friend of theirs. Yeah. Right. So there's yeah. just all these random yeah, connections. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, it, and that's just part of your life. But once she well, became a, a princess, yeah. um, were you then ever traveling in that world or going to the castle or the palace or kind of seeing... I went to a few birthday parties for Beatrice and Eugenie. And, yeah. And she would um, come and see all my shows. Uh, she's an amazing... She did... She did. There's one production I did at college of Return to the Forbidden Planet. Remember that? Yes. And in the original, uh, an astrologer called Patrick Moore did this voiceover. Well, at Durham University in 2002, that was Sarah Ferguson did she agreed to do that with Nautilus. <laughs> she is a really good friend. She's amazing. That's great. Has she come? Have, has she come to see you? She my fair hasn't lady? yet, but the girls have. Um, and she hasn't. And I keep getting texts. And she tried to come, but I wasn't here. I mm. was in. I was in England. You're doing my podcast. Sorry, I was right here the whole I time. Said, Sorry, can't I'm, do it. No priorities. Right. So I mean, and then just the connection that you're then on the Crown, a television yeah. show, which yeah. is you know that family. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Before yeah, now. Exactly. So. Sorry, I digress, but it's fascinating to yeah. me. And then when Megan when Megan entered the picture, we all yeah. got even more excited yeah. again because it's like, oh look, yeah, look, it, know, it's like Fergie from the shop with your mom. Yeah. It's like a great, great exactly. thing. Um, so when you get to college and you're cast in West Side Story, one of the most beautiful musicals yeah. ever, are you now training vocally, like taking all your natural gifts, or you're just no? I never, doing it? I never, I never trained vocally to my. Um, to my dismay, I, I wish I had because I, I tend to j- j- jut my jaw forward right. and strain everything. Or, um, but as a good I used belter, to as a, as a belter you, could, you can a, make it happen but with I'm, that power. I've, so I've sort of learnt uh, at drama school, I, I, I learnt, and during doing this run, I've learnt mm-hmm. a lot. I was quite growly at the beginning of the run, growly. which was just tearing it. Like, okay. like I'm not literally growling. <laughs> Like, I know you were like, I'm very upset. Like a lion. Uh, <laughs> Just you wait. And I've learned, yeah. I've learned to pitch it somewhere else. So yeah. it's sustainable. And but, so have you been working with someone throughout the production to kind of... No, not re- a, a, a physical therapist. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's the body that really takes the toll. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I see him twice a week and he, you know, looks after me, makes it, right. makes it possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I couldn't do it without him. Well, actually, no. it's almost like being in an opera. I mean, you're singing yeah. so much throughout yeah. this show. And, but it's not just the voice. The voice is is very, very resilient. Mm-hmm. I've learned. And you wake up in the morning and go, "How the hell it's, am I going to do this?" Right. But it's there by the evening. Um, but it's the rest of my body. It's the back. I'm 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 going through a sort of physical transformation as well as um, a mental one, mm-hmm. and that's put it puts a lot of strain on on my shoulders. Right. And my back. Right. So West Side Story, what mm. a great starter musical. Yeah. Like so to I did already that, have done I that did, part. I did Jesus Christ Superstar, Judas in that, and that Return to the Forbidden Planet. And then it was at it was at college doing these musicals where I thought all the all the guys I really respected and thought were really hilarious were doing straight plays and the comedy review. Mm. And I wanted to be like them. So I turned down Danny Zuko in Greece, which was this is a big crossroads for me because I'd watched it. This is Sophie's choice. Yeah, this is, this is it. This is it. I'm, I mean, I'm talking it through, realizing yeah. it at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I instead I took Paris in Romeo and Juliet, and became part of the Durham Review, which is the the 
comedy review and took that up to Edinburgh Festival and and actually we ended up my me and my friend who played Tony uh came up with a musical that we took up there and we took it back a few years and, that you wrote or yeah. that uh-huh. well he wrote it yeah we all kind of well you can in. say you we wrote did. it in a week I mean he's not here <laughs> no yeah I wrote, I wrote it. it I wrote it all uh <laughs> and he we wrote it in a week and put it up and it won awards and um so I've been trying to balance that the frivolity of of musicals right. and, and and the deep um, emotional journeys of of straighter plays and realizing that they're not two different things. They're mm-hmm. with this show. They're they're the same thing, mm-hmm. and you can do both. So, when you get out of college, did you get work pretty quickly? Uh, so after that, those four years, then I did drama school for three. Okay. So I'm, I'm not as young as you think. Right. So I you look the, amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, uh, I did. So do you, I did. Uh, yeah. So I got this job of, of La Vie en Rose, the yeah. film, straight whilst I was still during the holidays. Were you at Rada or Lambda? I was at Lambda. Or, okay. Um, Those should, are the two, right? Yeah. Like maybe yeah, there are more the time, now. There was the another one called Weber Douglas, which has since closed. And Bristol Old Vic's great, but it's out of London. And central, and there there are a lot of good places. But for me, if um, it was my sensible side of my brain again, saying if I didn't get into one of those two, then I won't I'm, do this. I'm not going to bother. Right, it's a sign that I'm not good enough, and I'll do something else. But I was very much of a place of I have to give it a go because um, I because you have life's to life's short, and yeah. I have to do what makes. And me was happy. your family supportive? Yeah. Yeah, very. So they supportive. had the opposite reaction to their. Yeah, parents. they didn't know I was going up for it. They didn't know I was auditioning. Um, so I you told a, them after. I told them once I got in. Now, um, are your grandparents alive when you're growing up? Yeah. And are they alive when this is all happening? Uh, some of them. I have one remaining grandmother who, um, who's in, who's ninety four or five, and she hasn't made it over sadly, but. Um, I what if it. I was like, yes, she has. She'll Here get she this. Is. She'll get this. Hi, <laughs> Granny. She walks in. This is your yeah. life, Oh, don't. don't. Um, be too much. So was there any conversation? Because here is this generational thing mm. where the generation before was not allowed to pursue this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't appropriate mm-hmm. for this family. Oh, they love it. And now they're yeah. like, yeah. full yeah. in, yeah. full stop. Okay. They love it. They yeah. love it. Okay. Times have changed. Got and, it. Um, you know, you've got to sort of, and everything's evolving. And, uh, and they evolved with it. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 it's a very conscious decision to, to become an actor, to, but to be, try and be the best actor there is. You and didn't if, slide if, into it. And if you I'm not doing it. that, I, I, so I've, I've dedicated myself to it and I've worked very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've made some tough choices, but um, that's, that's the, frustratingly, the only power you have in this job is the power to say no. I know, it's so crazy. Um, so I've made some tough decisions and Meaning starved. sort of like, I'm not going to do that because that's taking me away from sort of... Yeah. And what was the exactly. the goal? Like if you said no The goal no to for me was to do the the, the theatres that I had, had grown to love in mm-hmm. London. The Dommar, the Royal Court, the National... Um, and only do them and only do something that uh, will propel me on to another one of those jobs. Right. And Do you feel like you were ambitious? Would you describe yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, I am ambitious. Um, but I'm, 
I think I'm a good balance of of pragmatic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I I learned quite quickly, so I did. I and it's about the role. Who uh, Penelope Wilton? I did one of my first jobs out of drama school. I did I did Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. in a small studio production, and and after that, um, the importance of being earnest. And I sort of got nominated for some a classical text award along with Tom Hiddleston, Rory Kinnear, Andrea Riseborough. They're all K- terrible. Carrie Mulligan. Terribly these, untalented All of people. us under 30. I feel sorry for all of them. Yeah. None of them I, have gone what on. Happened, whatever happened to Carrie, them? Carrie, it just can't get a break. No, sorry. I know. It's tough. Tom. At some stage, you just got to realize it's not going to happen. Up. Yeah, right. Um, but she, I remember she guess. said, she said it's about the part. In that, in her, when she was handing out, she said, "It's about the part, and the the best part and isn't, the isn't always the lead role." Right. And I sort of learned that doing, doing, and 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 I've you know I've learned lots of things, and I've worked with lots of amazing directors from who have different approaches. Yeah. So the training has continued. Um, but those takeaways, right? Like things yeah. people say early on yeah. in passing that end up being like. And I think about stones. it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asks what about this role, and um, I, I've drawn on Peter Gill, who did The Importance of Being Earnest, was all about pace. Uh, Gaddy Roll, um, uh, who, who was all about units. What does that mean? Um, it means you find out... What, he, he will split a script into beats and units and draw a line in the script of this huh. is where you're working to. Essentially, this is where you there is a pause or a change of thought, and you need to hit it. You need to get to that point and earn the pause. So, you're when you think about your technique or your yeah. craft, do you sort of apply these things to all the text, like regardless well, of whether it's comedy or film or 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 yeah? I mean, so with theater, I, right. I enjoy this the the technicality. And there's time. I mean, in, in these other jobs, we get that. the call on Tuesday, and you're exactly. you're in on Thursday, so exactly. it's a different prep. And then there's a, there's a director with Lindsay Turner, who did that show with Carrie over here recently, Boys and Girls. Yeah, um, and she's she has a different approach, uh, which which is more like a, you put yourself in a goldfish bowl, which is why I spend most of the show with my back to the audience, and I'm not afraid of that. Um, That's interesting. It's fun, and because because you don't necessarily want to show them everything, right? Um, and in real life, we don't see everything. In real life, we don't everything. And and in theatre, as you say, you can do that. I did with the Crown. Funnily enough, I did a lot of work. You know, you had some time. Had some time from before, getting cast to, to exactly. Dave shooting. Yeah. Um, did you audition for that? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah definitely. Um, twice for different roles. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this one. I'm Great. Like, Which you hadn't even read before. Uh, you all did. Right. You're, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're like, mm, okay. uh, He was a king. He becomes the king. Yeah, right. Remember that's, that's the I remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, this is great. Oh, okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I remember the first day of, I had done a lot of prep on the voice, on the posture, on everything. And it's a real person. It's so a real you can person. Look there's, him up. There's, yeah. There's interviews. And we did it. And uh, and then suddenly I was in South Africa with Stephen Daldry doing a much more um, theatre-feeling process. And we were improvising around the scenes. When you work with Stephen, it's it's incredibly Even collaborative. Even on camera. Even on camera. There's, 
and suddenly you're improvising dialogue and suddenly all the choices you've made for that one line nope. that you think you can get away with because it's only a line nope. have gone. Yeah, and the writers are crying yeah. in the corner because yeah, yeah. they actually worked very painstakingly to write. <laughs> and you realize, oh, right, okay, I have to be this person as but opposed to just mimic someone. That's right, but also yeah. that's all that research. I mean, I think with everything, it's like had you not done that, the confidence to to leave that all behind, yeah. like you, all yeah, yeah, that work true. doesn't need to walk on stage with you, or it's in no, you, it's there. right? It's there. Like I spend seventy hours watching you and and yeah. you know looking at your work and reading interviews. I don't have a single note here, yeah. but it's it's there. And later I'll cry because I forgot some things, but <laughs> that's what it is, yeah. right? To try to like have it be in you, and to know that he's doing that on that level when the money involved and yeah. the time involved, and we're losing yeah. the light, and still to let that's, you play in confidence. that way. Who does? That's, that's incredible. That's, that's Stephen amazing. Daldry. That's Stephen Daldry. Yeah. And that's... Not think, Roger Daltrey. No, no, no. Stephen. That's a very different. Very different. Yeah. He's also confident. Correct. <laughs> I wouldn't put him with a camera. No. No. But I would love to hear him sing yes. the Tommy yeah. soundtrack yeah, right now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I I can't believe you did Levy and Rose so early. Yeah. Uh, I had was, to lie. <laughs> I remember getting there and... The, and saying so what have you done recently mm. and i was like nothing it's my first job yeah and they uh, are you familiar with and they went, no 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 you can't say that i think i think did you have an agent when you left drama school yeah so so that worked out you were represented yeah, I, and they got you that they, that audition because that was the other thing the the i wanted to give myself the best chance of getting an agent mm-hmm. so that wasn't a reason to go to rod or a lambda because they like it. come to see that uh so yeah i went to i got an agent straight away who i'm still with and I love and um, were those auditions in London for Levy and Rose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was my first audition with a camera. Oh my gosh! And I had to suddenly improvise in French and sort of introduce myself to camera in French, and that gave me the leg up. And also, by some freak coincidence, I think I look like the guy. Right, which is which I have no control over. Right, so, that's fantastic. Um, that was helpful. So, is it just you and the casting director at first? Yeah. yeah. Right, and you do it, and, and was then- it? There wasn't, there wasn't no a callbacks. recall. That was it. No, no, no chemistry read. No, no, with you and no, no. Pee off. <laughs> no, no, me and Oscar-winning Marion Cotillard. No, no. Yeah. And, and so, are you speaking French with her? Like, uh, uh, did you feel like you both, had to keep it going? Because she was trying to learn English, okay, as well. Um, and I was playing an American, right? Speak speaking French, do which do... I don't think anyone else could do. No, well, are are do you do a good? Do you have an American accent that you do? Uh, I, I do. It requires work, so I'm right. not going to just jump into it. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, that's um, all right. But do it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's okay. Do it. But I, uh, yeah. yeah it's, so it's there. Did you lie and say you were an American who spoke French? When you say you lied, I lied about how much experience I'd had as an actor. As an actor, not that you yeah, hadn't. I think got they it. didn't. They didn't know it was my first job. Got it. And I, I cried when. Um, my agent rang me up and told me, this is, you're going to get 2,000 pounds or something. <laughs> like, really? But I was like, that's more money than I've ever heard of. Right. Yeah. For, as an actor. Yeah. Um, did that, where did that shoot? In Prague. In and Prague. Paris. So it wasn't a soundstage. So you I were was on location. Tr- it was on location. There was a soundstage in Prague, but we were on location in Paris in real old brasseries um, with sort of, Freedom Air, the fish platters 
in front of us going mouldy with flies so all over them and, and everyone's really, smoking on yeah, set. Great, very romantic. Like cut. They, the director would cut and everyone would pull out their cigarettes and smoke and Well, that's what it was in Prague. I was at the just time. my jaw was on the floor. Can you talk a little bit about watching her? I mean, there are a couple of performances. I think of her as Edith Piaf. I think of Philip Seymour Hoffman as Capote. Like mm. these people who are on film, not mm. on stage, but on film mm. are transforming into these people that are iconic. So we're looking with great knowledge of yeah. who these real people were. Can you talk a little bit about what she was? Yeah, I mean, I so I saw her quite late in Edith Piaf's life was when my right. my part of the story right, was. Right, when she's an older person. And I'm hearing stuff at drama school about oh it's very different on film. You got it's much different. You've got to do nothing and you you don't um you you just don't show anything and you right. what you don't you hardly move. Yeah. And then she comes along and hunched over doing this very physical um characterization characterization and and I I have my my acting teacher at drama school's voice in my head saying, oh, it's a bit gothic, you know. But it was a real lesson in no, no, if you're, if you're committed to it, you and, can do it and you can do whatever you like yeah. and um, the camera can pick it up uh, as long as you're with, within frame. And I think she was, it was incredible um, performance from the heart and, and technically. And I learned a lot just sort of watching and, and, I'm very naive in it, and you can tell I'm just just reacting to what's what's there. You're in the moment, and she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's an extraordinary performance. It's an incredible lesson that you don't just. It's there's no for me. There's no difference between acting on film or on theatre. It's just it's about volume, really. It's about um, expanse, right? Yeah. Right. The thoughts are the same. Right. It's like, am I hitting the yeah. last row of the theater? Or am I just yeah. doing it for the camera? It's about distance, really, yeah. more than. And I think I think they're both very important. Um, I'm, I pride myself on being able to hit the back row. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've ever been mic'd in my life right. doing this show. But people have paid a lot of money to come and see you, and yeah. you need to be able to get there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward to yeah. uh, this iconic part that you're doing now mm. um you know others have played it before on film and on stage and the idea that you can come in uh unknown to most american audiences in the musical theater world mm. and make it so your own and be celebrated so quickly for it can you talk a little bit a um did you so bartlett share has a a also a kind of really extraordinary reputation. Kelly O'Hara, I've had a mm. lot of people mm. sitting where you're sitting talking about their relationship with him. Yeah. She in particular has like a real, yeah. they're a real theater couple yeah. in that way. Oh, uh, not romantic, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like they're, yeah. we think of them together a lot because they've yes. done a lot of stuff together. Yes. Um, did you audition for this in London or here? So yeah, I got the, I got the audition. My, my agent said, do you want to do it? And I... Um, I said no because they'll just give it to an older person. Is this your first Broadway or West End musical audition? Yeah. So, so you hadn't been auditioning for musicals I'd, I, in London. You I've had... done a few workshops of, okay. of, and that's sort of how I got in the room. Okay. Because friends of Bart's had had had, had seen, seen me you. doing. Got it. I did a workshop for um, Julian Fellows. Did Wind in the Willows. I did a workshop for that, and that had a showing. Got and it. And also the Maiden Dagenham musical that Rupert Gould did. 
So um, that's why. That's why you're on this list. Suddenly. I'm on the list because people have seen me do that. Okay. And then I've not done the productions. Um, because? Because the uh, difficult choices. Right. What and, we were um, talking about whoops, before. Whoops, like, oh. <laughs> Harry, just, <laughs> just Harry just put his, <laughs> like, touched something on his chair and he became... Adorable. Yeah, well, they got a child. <laughs> he was seven, seven yeah. years old. Well, that's what happens when we make choices. Yeah. Yes. We get right? small or we big. Get small. Yeah. And, so uh, you didn't go on with them because they weren't the right fit. I think I at, think a, at this that is time. sort of there's a there's a part of me that knew there was a a musical that that could could help me, could mm-hmm. be the making of me, and it yeah. had to be the right one because right. you might only get one shot at it. Um so I my agent and you're not throwing away your shot. No, I'm not. No, no way. I get that reference. Um, Have you heard of Hamilton? I've heard of it. I saw it in preparation for this role. Good. Yeah, really helped. I did. They're like the same guy. I went to see Book of Mormon and Hamilton because I thought I better refresh myself. Well, what is, an, what is a musical? What is a musical? There you go. And, uh, and they all made it look really easy. Right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to tap dance. <laughs> you don't have to tap dance. No, that's true. But you do have to do everything else. I do have to, yeah, I do. So anyway, you decide so you're going to wait I, for the right one, and then this comes along. This comes along, and I say no because it, it, there's no chance I'll get it. I'll do all the work, and they'll give it to Colin Firth, or mm-hmm. you know. My agent says, "Well, I think they're thinking someone younger, maybe. So just go in and give it a go." So I go in, kind of, you know, not expecting anything, but worked really hard. But worked really hard. Um, I got a singing teacher and we and I learned the melodies of all the the two songs they gave me. So they wanted you to sing from the show when you yeah, came in. They wanted to, me to prepare uh, a verse and a chorus of Ordinary Man and the same for I've Grown Accustomed. Um, Did you love the songs right away? Yeah. I mean, I was scared of them. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're just repetitive and yeah. um, tricky. Yeah. But I learned the melodies and thought, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to do the melodies. Um, and I got in the room and... Do you oh, bring your own pianist? There's a pianist there. Okay, there's so now you're not Bart, doing it with your teacher. Bart there's a new guy. has an assistant. There's a cameraman. <laughs> uh, there's a few other people in the room. I don't know what they're doing there, but they're there. They're there to judge. There's That's what they're doing. to read with me. And uh, Bart says, go. And I get one line out and he goes, no, stop. Do it like this. No. No, stop doing like this. Do you remember what some of those ideas I I were? No, you I, probably weren't. You are passing out at this point. I have point. no idea. All I know is that whatever I went in with was not what it was going to be. Huh. Um, but what what happened as we started sparking off each other was that it felt like a rehearsal. I love that. And um, and we worked that first scene in Covent Garden over and over, and it felt. It felt actually like he was using me for ideas as much as I was using him, and right. we were. Um, but you understood. We what were he creating was asking. something, and I and I was, you know, hopefully taking his direction, trying stuff out, and he was trying stuff out. And we worked on that for half an hour, and then and then at the end, he just said, "Right, sing a song," and I sang a song, and, and that that wasn't it. Actually, what happened next? Was he said, "Okay, can everyone leave the room?" At which point, my I got even That's sweatier, weird. and he said, "Come and sit down." Come, and he said, "Can we turn the camera off?" And I'm going, "Okay, what's happening now?" Because this has never happened before. And 
um, he laid it out to me what this was, what this role meant. Um, <sighs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I told you everybody cries in here. It's so just weird. A matter of what? Um, what are you? What he is said that? it hadn't been done for twenty-five years. Yeah, this is kind of a big deal, um, and I, I just hadn't prepared myself for it in any way. I was just like, well, um, the less I know about this, the better. And that's my, that's mm -hmm. in general mm -hmm. how I feel about going into something. If I, if I'm too prepared, then I get scared of it. Right. Um, but he said, this is, this is kind of a big deal. It hasn't been done for 25 years. Um, so my, I think this could work, but it's not my, only my decision. He said, it's going to be easier if I have the estates of Lerner and Lowe and the Lincoln Center Theater all agreeing with me. Right. So we're going to need to fly you over to New York and audition there. And still in my head, I'm going, well, this sounds like a free trip to New York. <laughs> Amazing. I want to see Mormon and yeah, Hamilton. I want to, I yeah. want to, exactly. I want, this sounds time away from my young I children. Babies. And <laughs> I'm going to sleep in and watch oh, TV. And maybe I'll fly business yeah. and it'll be dreamy. Um, so I go and see that night or the following night, I go and see a preview of Oslo at the National Theatre. Yeah, yeah. And we meet for a drink and JT Rogers is there and another producer friend who turns out is a mutual friend of mine and Bart's. Hmm. And JT Rogers is saying, Bart's been telling me all about you. He's been showing me your... Um, your audition your, tape? Your, not your audition tape, uh -huh. but my showreel. I, I think it's hilarious. And I'm yeah. okay, so he's talking about me. And, wow. And... One of them said, you know, he, he's, he's telling people he's found his Higgins. Um, How come you're not crying now? I don't know. I'm too tired. <laughs> uh, but then I get on a plane. Then I get... How long after? Like, uh, is there some time? There's a month or so okay. to prepare and get nervous for the audition. When you but I think I've got it. Yeah. And then I, I get in line for the check-in at the airport. And there's a considerably more famous actor in the line in front of me with a suitcase. Now, can you tell us who that is? I, 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 he probably wouldn't want me to say. Okay. But, um, a big Colin admirer Firth. of his work. Colin Firth. No, no. Someone of, of a similar age yeah, yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, They'd made that decision. I and think. they flew you over together? They flew us together. Were you sitting next with to this, each other? We were nearly. We were behind each other with the <laughs> scripts. That's so sad. And, I want to see that movie. And you know, and at immigration, I they're going. Well, what have you done? Like, how are you here on this? Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I did a little TV thing, and he's naming the movies he's done. Right. Um. Anyway, Perfect. so we had a bit of. We realized. You laughed. I think we both probably thought, well, this is in the bag, and we realized, okay, we have to work for it, and right. we sent each other texts, and then there was a third guy, again, Colin Firth. No. <laughs> Uh, not Colin, um, but Hugh. similarly, someone you would have heard Hugh. of. Hugh, okay. And he was he was walking towards me as I walked towards the audition on this long corridor. That one, the third guy. The third guy. Okay, so you're like, they're everywhere. I didn't know he was going in for it either. <laughs> right. So so just as an actor, because yeah. many people who listen to this, ep this yeah. episode are also actors, yeah. do you have like a thing that you do to arm yourself... When you see, I mean, yeah. to call it competition is, I mean, we're all here to support each other, but only one person can get the job. And when you see people that you admire, like mm. I immediately cast them. 
I walk yeah. into the room and I'm like, oh my God, you guys have to cast yeah. Laura or whoever. Yeah. Like, that's my thing. I'm going to yeah. like go to the other side of the table and yeah. cast it with them because yeah. everyone out there is amazing in the waiting room. How do you prepare for those moments we, or how do you deal with it? I, I find the excuse, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. So but I knew I... I know he's both of them are amazing actors, but I knew were very different. Right. And um, so you protect yourself with like they saying, can't if they, or if they don't give it to me, it's because right he's doing something very different to what I would do with it, and they want that one, and that's fine. Yep. It's not. That's, that's not right. because I'm and bad. it's true. It's not because I'm bad. It's because they've gone with something different. Right. And that's it. And I prepare myself for the audition by just being more. I always try and be more prepared than anyone else would be. So mm-hmm. in my head. If if I think I've gone to lunatic levels of preparation, then I think I'm in a, a good place. Yeah. And then I can forget about it. And when you go in, so then it's Andre Bishop in the Lincoln Center Theater oh, family. Oh, there are almost 20 of them yes. at a long table. And someone I'd never heard of called Lauren Ambrose sitting mm. there with a script. So you're coming in and you're reading with her. Yeah. And yeah. right away, she's magical. Yeah. She's a unicorn person. Yeah. Um a beautiful person inside and out. I did yeah. my very first play in New York with her. She played my little sister. And oh. so I feel like a just a sense of pride, She's like heavy. true pride. Um, did it go well? Did you leave that room feeling like whatever happens, I did what I wanted to do? Yes. And I went into the room. So, so <laughs> I broke the ice. There was a chair in the middle of the room. And I was like, well, no, I've learnt both these scenes inside out and I'd learnt both songs. Am I going to, why am I going to sit? He wouldn't be seated, sitting. So I said, can I move the chair? It was obviously from the previous auditionee. And they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I turned, I went, lazy. <laughs> In a sort of Ricky Gervais yes. thing, which know, helped break the ice. if you can make the them laugh, it's yeah. so great. And then everyone's happier. And Bart had said, listen, I might redirect you in the room and uh, and that's fine and that's normal. Right. And then he didn't. Right. And I was like, okay, that's he's happy with that. We're all good. We're good. And so how long was it till well, you found out? Well, he said, just wait outside the room. I was, oh. I was the third to go in. Great. Just wait outside the room. So I waited outside the room thinking, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Um, and he comes out and he goes, well done. No. Uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Why don't you take a sword and shove yeah. it into my heart and okay. then... Okay, great. Uh, then you have to find the elevator and go so back I up So I go the, back yeah. to my... I get back to my hotel room and undress and get into bed because I hadn't slept because right. of jet lag and nerves. I just was weird. It's a lot. I was yeah. weird. And, uh, and then my agent rings. It was 20 minutes afterwards. My, I'm in bed. My agent rings and says, it's, it's mine. And my first thought is, how is I'm going? How am I going to tell my wife? <laughs> yeah, who's an actress? <laughs> who's an also. actress as well? Yeah, and um, that we're coming to New York. That we're coming to New York, and uh, we're all coming. And yeah, how long originally? How long were, was the contract for? Till about a week ago. So a a year? A year. Uh, no, no. Uh, it was originally till January that. But how, so not knowing time, Mm. was it a six month contract, a year contract? So so I guess it was about six months from from opening. Right. Um, Till September was the first time I could get out. And And we opened in April. 
And then the contract went up till January. And then they prolonged it. They very kindly let me go and do the Downton Abbey movie. I was going to ask. So they added a month on. If um, if Bertie uh, is around, is uh, or if there's still no car crashes, we l- for Bertie. Of course, yeah. there's car crashes not for Bertie. <laughs> I'm sure someone will die yeah. because <laughs> Julian can't help himself. Yeah. Um, what a special thing uh, for you to, to get the thing we want. There are things that happen that are surprises, mm. and they happened anyway, yeah. or they're offers. But when you have this thing of working so hard mm. and you get it from that kind of work, yeah. it's all the more yeah. special because yeah. it exactly. wasn't, you weren't cavalier about it. And, and, and what happens a lot of the time is you do the work and they just, they make the other choice. They go, well, right. I can see you can do it, but we're not doing that production. Yeah. We're doing this production. And yeah, you're like, can I get my audition tape? It seemed good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Just have it. And thankfully, this this production is is quite, in many ways, quite a, a traditional one. And they're not doing anything too crazy with it. You know, we've obviously when you do a revival, you you want to make it um, you want to make it uh, right special. for the time yeah. and and appropriate. And we've done that, but that was what my version was 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 aligned with this production and Michael Jurgen's design. And, and yeah. And now, um, now, uh, Danny Burstein, yeah. who I love has, yeah. has taken he over for Norbert yeah. Leo, but he's, he's just, um, he's divine. one of the most lovely humans on That's the planet. Right. Yeah. Laura, you know, Benanti is, um, mm. Broadway royalty. Yeah. And, <laughs> and as you know, it was a part that she, it's, it's that lesson, right? Like yeah. she had to, there was a moment where it was on her radar yeah. and it wasn't the right time. And just the kind of symmetry and, yeah. and the way the, the world works that she mm-hmm. could come in. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as a replacement cast go, this is pretty darn glorious for you guys. It's amazing. I'm sure. And Rosemary Harris as well. Oh my goodness. I was thinking of like, you know, if I could get her in here, like where do you, oh. you know, talk about how would I truncate that bio? Like, no, I'm sorry, tell no. me a little bit about Lawrence Olivier yeah. and Richard Burton. Like, it's and just... Beatrice Rotol. How let's just go through that. Did, was Gilgood fun? <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy Gilgood? Yeah. Like, I mean, to I, really... I was reading some... Um, Noel Coward plays recently mm. with a view to maybe doing them at some stage. And uh, she went, oh, lovely. Noel was lovely. <laughs> he, was such fun. he was such fun. He was such fun. An awful corpse. You know. Gosh, what a thing. And then just because I can't, I mean, first of all, you're in it for another, for I'm how long? I'm going to July. July of 2019. This year. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's an, an extraordinary thing. Uh to get to do it for so long, to get to go away and come back to it. Um, I don't know if being nominated or being a part of the Olivier Awards is as um, shiny as it is to be nominated. I mean, I can only Mm. imagine that it's thrilling, Um, but there is something for American theater actors. The Mm. Tony, we grow up watching the Tonys. Yes, you guys do all this stuff amazingly well as well. We just pay tribute to to Broadway actors in a way that that I think is is right. Um, but getting the call or finding out you're nominated is a really big deal. Yeah. So um, 
where were you? How did you find out? I'm sure there was like energy around it, which yeah. makes it even, I've had so many friends say, yeah, it makes it worse because everyone's expecting you to be nominated. It's not like it's, a private little there are, joy. There are lots of other awards right. in the run up to Leading, it. Exactly. So you kind of. Um, You're on this. You work out what the playing field looks like a yes. little bit. Yes. Um, and that had all been happening and that previous been ha- that to had been the Tony happening. noms. So. Weirdly, you know, I sort of got to a position of this is a possibility and I'd, I'll be disappointed if it doesn't happen now, but uh, I must prepare myself for that, you know. Yeah. You must feel very welcome here. I do. It's extraordinary. And I've I've said this many times, but it's like the difference for me from working in, in the West End to working in on Broadway is... Um, unfathomable is the, the the welcome we've had as a family um has been extraordinary and the support of theater in this place is right. is completely well, magical and working at the lincoln center theater the the wow. way in which every single person there from the press office who are yeah. you know who brought you here yeah. today and yeah. and and prop like from yeah. press to props to you know the the union guys who run that theater yeah. to like every single person it's my a dresser. huge yeah who, who knew i is that a not dresser. a west end thing i think i've i've had one once before at the national theater but it was more a case of so unless you have 32 costume you. changes you're on your own yeah but the role of a dresser is your friend is my friend is, is is as far as i can tell to make sure i get on stage right and i'm fit and I'm I'm doing hydrated. the work. I'm hydrated. That's <laughs> yes. what he said. Yes. Harry got a hydrate hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your dresser's name? He's called Jeffrey Polischuk. He's he's to he's, Jeffrey. He's the mayor of Broadway, and um, he's done it a long time. He's just done Clive Owen, and yeah. before that was was um, Jay Gyllenhaal and yeah Hugh Jackman. So he he, he we knows. trust him with our finest actors. <sighs> And I bet he I makes a damn not, good cup of tea. He, well, he does, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Which, well, everyone likes their tea differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tea, you know, it's more, you're more of a coffee drinking yeah, nation over we here. we are. How do you take your tea? Uh, white. White. And do you... But I've become, I've become more of a coffee drinker, right, funnily enough. Right, Well, there's uh, a Starbucks every two Because it's two hard inches. to get the right tea bags. Um, really? But I couldn't do it without... I could not do the show without... Jeffrey, yeah. or without the support of everyone in the theatre. It's, it's extraordinary. When Danny and Lark came in, obviously mm-hmm. at different times in Rosemary, did you guys rehearse again, or did they get rehearsed in with stage management and Bart, and then you guys yeah. do so some run-throughs? What happened, what was crazy, and unfortunate in, in many ways, is um, Downton Abbey came along and was initially for two weeks or three weeks, and then it became four weeks. I guess Bertie has a lot to do. Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> no spoilers. Um, I can't wait to see little birdie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm hoping. Marigold needs a brother. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but what happened, unfortunately, was that the four weeks needed happened to be exactly Lauren's final four weeks. Oh, okay. So my Lauren and my final performance, which was very emotional, was four weeks before she, she right. ended. Right. So I left, and in those four weeks, I was in the UK. Laura started rehearsing again with stage management downstairs. I didn't even get back in time to say goodbye to Lauren. I, I flew back on the Monday. The Tuesday afternoon, I have a 
a put-in rehearsal with Laura, who I met then. Wow. And that Tuesday night was her per- first performance. That's insane. And my first performance That's in four insane. weeks. That's insane. Yeah. I wish I'd been at that performance because I it bet was, it was so alive it was and alive. amazing. It was alive. Because... No one because, has ever listened to anyone else quite as hard. <laughs> Did she say rain in Spain? I swear I yeah. think she said rain in Spain. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and then... And then you're singing, I've grown accustomed to her. And it's yeah. like a new face. And you're like, where yeah. am I? Yeah. Over the last two hours, I've grown accustomed to her face. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's a good face. It's a good face. And yeah. I've got used to it now. Yes. Weirdly. Um, yeah. So that was it. And and so for the first week or so, it was just, we were surviving on adrenaline. And Bart's a busy man as well. He's He was opening... Um, Everything. Firstly, he was opening uh, The King and I at the Palladium when I came back. Right. And then To Kill a Mockingbird. So getting him in the room was tricky. So he has been able at some point to come in and, yes. and give some notes and, yes. and talk to you guys. But we're like, you know, well, I saw it. Well, I saw it with you um, <clears throat> recently again. Mm. Excuse me. And Laura and I felt like it It felt like an original cast. Great. So oh, good. from an oh, audience perspective, it's just incredible. Um, well, I've grown accustomed to your face over the last hour. And <laughs> that, that was an actual spit take you just yeah. did. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I like to make them laugh <laughs> and then have water come out of their nose. <laughs> Harry, it is such a pleasure to get to know you Me and too. get to see your work. And I'm sure you will be here for a while. And yes, um, fingers crossed if they'll have us. Yeah. They don't make it easy now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, you're here. You're an yeah. honorary American. Yeah. And um, I I really look forward to us speaking again soon in the future. But thank you for being with us today. Thank you. All right. We did it. Yay. Thank you so much. That was thank so you. much fun. Clouds can make the wind blow. If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast, and on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. This episode was brought to you by Pro Media. Located in Times Square, Pro Media offers both production and post production services out of its beautiful studios in the heart of New York City. Pro Media Sound Vision. Find out more at promedia.nyc. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.